Hello and welcome back to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro. Which I've already said. It's <laughs> episode 80, <laughs> eight, episode 86. 86. And you've entitled this one a song. We talked about this. <laughs> well, uh, you went, yeah. You don't Listen, want to say no. That's fine. I, I was. It's a working. I'm not good at titling things. This is no, a working you, title. Okay, this is a working title. <clears throat> but Brian gave me some notes, right. and the note is titled "To, to hell, hell with the Devil," which is a song by, by Striper. See, here's what I'm gonna say. We we've had people suggest us, even as even as recently as last night. We've had people suggest us we should do. And we mentioned this last uh, episode too. We should do a an episode on contemporary Christian music. Problem is, for me, contemporary Christian music is like the 1980s, right? So, like, yes. I referenced Keith Green a few yes. weeks back, and yes. Then, and then I just mentioned Striper today. Striper, and we listened a little bit of Striper and the yeah. song "To Hell with the Devil." And, and it you're was, not a fan. Well, um, nope, no, sir, I'm not. <laughs> You know the first I, the first Christian metal band to go platinum, though. I mean, you got to say something about. The, I don't know what you got to say. But you got to say something. It was it was a different time. That's the classic era of of contemporary Christian music. That's I have back to in say. The day. Well, I want you to know how I know about Striper. Is my sister who is ten years older than me, right. and she's a listener. She'll right. be doing this. Uh, she, when she was in the high school ministry, they put up the Striper like emblem album yeah. cover painted on the high school room at our church. Right. And they wrote their names on it the year they graduated. And then at some point it was deemed inappropriate and it got painted over. <laughs> well, you know, you talked about us doing an episode where we were dressed as Striper. Like... Uh, well, that's a lot of spandex. Had a lot of hair. Yeah. Anyway, more than I have. So <laughs> more spandex. Than you more have? hair. Oh yeah, yeah. We can get a, wigs. Was a, was this is all wigs and costumes. It was a balding friend. joke. Balding anyway, joke. so we're, it, well, we're here at the at the bistro again at the at the 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 movable feast, which is this. <laughs> what are you trying to say? We had lunch. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I was going to get there. So and, the and we're enjoying we're enjoying some nice beverages from Crafted. This is a uh, chai tea which is very good and this is an americano and it is also super good yeah super good but we had a great lunch at uh a mexican joint here kind in, of yeah mexican-ish mexican-ish can't you just say it's a mexican joint it's context max <laughs> my gosh i can't believe well and it's also doing it's, it's created by by a person in central illinois anyway anyway enough, we, enough, enough of that we, we went to lunch we sat in silence don't didn't speak to each other <laughs> and now we're back and now it's time to Here talk yes all right so we're talking about it's not just a catchy title to help right. the devil we're actually going to talk about the devil so the devil so right. yes t t well, take us down this wonderful uplifting path as we prayer <laughs> prepare for thanksgiving well you know yeah so we're actually you know in in the world of uh in the world of podcasts, we just now in, in as we're recording this, we just finished up the week of Halloween. So yes, but here here's kind of what I was thinking about this that came up from a, a discussion. Uh, well, it was actually kind of a it wasn't really a discussion. It was a, an aside that I made during Sunday school a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. Um, we were talking about the fall. We're talking about Genesis chapter three. Mm -hmm. Talked about the serpent in the garden tempting uh, Eve, and then I just said. 
hey, when do you think Satan fell? And somebody said, oh, I immediately know, you know, it had to be, you know, before this. I'm like, well, why do you think so? And, and you know, we have from time to time on the bistro uh, pro- uh, proposed various interpretations that are somewhat different than what we typically think of. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's a good thing for us to be aware of, I think, and to examine kind of our presuppositions and these kind of things. Because uh, this person immediately said, oh, well, you know, Satan fell from heaven. Scripture say so. And I said, well, where does it say that? And of course I knew, and, and, and this is for, you know, shout out to anybody. I don't think there's maybe only one person in our Sunday school that listens to this. So shout out to Diane, but yeah, Diane. but, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, you know, I kind of asked the question. So people would kind of go back and look and think about it some and that kind of thing. And so um, one of the things I was thinking about is, is we have to constantly ask ourselves how we come to the conclusions that we hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little bit last night. We had some discussion just about epistemology, and that's that's the the idea of the study of how we know things or how how do we know what we know. Right. The thing, if we say we know something, what is the criteria right. by which we can right. hold on to and say we know something? Right. Because there are things that sometimes come to us and and we don't not even sure of it. So anyway, I, I did this kind of uh, you know offhanded comment, and then. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had someone else from the class come and say to me, well, I always, I know I've read that someplace. And so, so I realized that I, and which is good, you know, to kind of get people to question and think about it, but epistemology, and someday we'll, we should talk just about that idea itself, but how do we know what we know? Or we might say, how do we know what we hold to be true is true? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've talked about, I've used the term social imaginaries in here, and we've, we've talked about this idea. There are things, some <clears throat> sometimes we pick up ideas culturally mm-hmm. that, that come to us in different ways. And that's why I think the other thing is it's important to be a, a little bit familiar with the history of the interpretation of the Bible. And, and I'm going to show, I think I'm going to show an example here when it comes to thinking about <clears throat> who Satan is and, and those kind of things. Uh, I, I think this may be one of those days that we, we get some pretty weird things handed down to us that may not be completely, completely accurate. It, here's an example though, <clears throat> of how culturally things kind of come to us in, in, in this. Well, I was trying to think about this earlier. What was that game? It was a game show for a while. And, and there was, there was a game, a board game. You could do it. It's kind of like charades, except you draw like on a whiteboard. Like win, lose or draw. Win, lose or draw. That's yeah. That's the game I was thinking about. So if, if I said to you, the devil, like, mm-hmm. and you were trying to get somebody to guess that, how would you do that on win, lose, or draw? Well, I'd have the pitchfork, of course, and then the tail with the little arrow. Probably on horns, horns and this kind of it. thing, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, all of those. Is, so, again, if, if we drew that, somebody, oh, that's the devil. You know, we just, like I said, we just... Uh, in real time, we just uh, passed Halloween. Somebody could have dressed up with red horns and a tail and all this kind of stuff. And so, oh, that, I immediately know what you're being, what what you're referring to. But that image that comes to us isn't isn't a biblical image. It, it's it's a cultural thing that we have we have inherited, right? right? It's a shorthand way to think about <clears throat> this this kind of being. And so, I think it's important for us to kind of think about where we come to these kind of conclusions. So anyway, the first passage I thought we would look at, and let's start with Jesus, because, you know, I try to listen to what Jesus says and as best as I can do what he tells us to do, <laughs> that kind of thing. But here's one of these places. So this person that said to me, well, I know I've read this someplace. This is where I think they're referring to Luke chapter 10, verse 18. I think I had you hold that yeah, for us. Go I've ahead got, and read that. Yeah. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
You want to keep that, going? No, that's fine. That's so that's Jesus' response. Now, it's always important to think about context, right? So what is the context of this? What's just happened when when Jesus makes that? It's kind of a strange statement, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens just before this? Well, it looks like Jesus uh, sends out the 72. Okay. So so you remember he sent out the 12 first and gave them instructions about teaching about the kingdom of heaven. Later on, there are 72 that are set apart, his followers that are set apart to go out into all the villages of Galilee and to share the news of the kingdom. He gives them very specific instructions. They come back then, and this is the even more immediate context. What happens when they come back? They return with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Okay. So they're coming back and reporting to Jesus what has happened. And they're they're kind of I think they're kind of amazed. It's like, wow, this is you know, we we knew that you know, we believed in you, we trusted you, but it, it's amazing. Even the demons, even the the you know, these evil mm-hmm. spears, we'll come back maybe and talk about that a little bit, but even the demons have listened to us, and then Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. What's that a reference to? What's what's going on there? Within the context, how would you take that? Just just if you had no other information, how would you you take that? Uh, like uh, Satan's defeat or Satan? Yeah, it, that, that Jesus was there when he saw. Satan. Oh. You say back in the beginning, yeah, or, from the or, con- or, is it, or is it maybe it's a metaphor like his defeat, like it's well, these demons I, are being cast I'm out. Saying, I'm saying just from the context that I've given you so far, mm-hmm. I, I think that we have this this idea that you know the demons are are obeying, but but basically, I think I think the immediate context, whether we understand this from a, a deeper background or not, the immediate context is that the gospel is. Uh, the, the the preaching of the kingdom of God, which is what the 72 have been involved with, is uh, you know, bringing about the defeat of the evil one. Mm-hmm. So, Bring, bringing them down. Okay. So that's, you know, again, that's immediate context. We obviously have to go back and we have, you know, we always have to think about, you know, what comes before this and that kind of thing. Some people think this may be a reference to Isaiah 14, 12. And the first person that brought up this issue in, in my Sunday school class, I'm pretty sure it was Isaiah 14 that they were thinking about. So okay. do you have Isaiah 14, 12 there? I will pull up Isaiah 14, 12. Oh, I'm one page off here. Hold on. Hold on. Isaiah 14, 12. Uh, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. Now, this entire, if you look at this entire context uh, of chapter 14, what Isaiah is doing is he's using, I think, figurative language here to talk about this one who was the king, who was basically the king of an empire, king of Babylon. Mm -hmm. And and he had, you know, the the whole story here of Isaiah is kind of like the king of Babylon is coming because of our disobedience he's going to capture this nation but then there's going to come a time where babylon receives its defeat and and part of the issue is always about it's going to be because because of their pride mm. okay now here's you, you might you might read that and you say well where's the devil in that right well did you did you ever did you, you didn't grow up with the king james at all did you no. okay i my first bible is king james bible mm-hmm Here's what it says in the King James Version of Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. And so look at your version in IV. Okay. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Okay, now what does it say in the in the NIV there? Uh, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son okay, of the dawn. So the word morning star, or the phrase morning star, is translated 
<clears throat> that's how it's translated today. In the King James, it was translated as Lucifer. Now, where does that word Lucifer come from? That word appears one time in the King James Version, and that's where it appears, Isaiah 14, 12. It's a Latin word. Really? Yes. So the word ifer, <laughs> the last part of that word, ifer, ifer means a bearer. So uh, <clears throat> the name Christopher, for example, is bearer of Christ. I bear, I bear Christ. So Christopher, uh, Lucifer, um, the word Lux in uh, in Latin means light. This is the light bearer. Okay. So now you might say, well, Latin. What? What in the world? Old Testament Isaiah was originally written in Hebrew. This word is um, Halil in, in something like that in Hebrew. I'd have to look it up. Only time in the entire Old Testament that the, this. Hebrew word is used. Mm, okay. Mm. And that word means it's usually used for the planet Venus, the morning star. Okay. Okay. It is in, in the Greek and the Septuagint, it it has this idea of the of the morning star. But when the there was a guy if you ever heard of Latin Vulgate, this is where yes, it gets a the, little bit messy. The, okay. The, that's the Latin translation of the Bible. So the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. New Testament was written in Greek, but then by the you know the time of the third century or so, as the as, as it spreads, as Christianity spreads across the Roman Empire, most people, I mean, who can read Hebrew, right? And, and even then, Latin is the common language, and so the, the, even the idea of Vulgate. Now, Vulgate's a later word we attach to this, but it means this was the common tongue, right? The vulgar, right? Mm -hmm. the, this was the common language, and so Jerome is, is the guy who began this translation in the late fourth century, somewhere around three eighty something, three eighty two, something like that. He began to translate the Bible into Latin so that people could use it. And, and he translated this idea of the light bearer, or the, the, this idea of, of Venus, mm -hmm. with the word, the, the, the Latin word, bearer of light, Lucifer. In the Latin Vulgate, that word occurs three times. Okay. Okay. It occurs here, it occurs, occurs in Job. And it occurs in Second Peter. Go ahead and read this for Second Peter, chapter one, verse nineteen. It's Job eleven seventeen. If you're if you're playing along at home, but it also is in Second Peter, chapter one, verse nineteen. That word Lucifer in the Latin Vulgate occurs three times. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Second Peter. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I know where it's at, but I know, the, the I Bible pages aren't. For you. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Second Peter 1.19. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. It, is this what? Yeah, go ahead. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to... Uh, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star and rises. And the morning star rises in your hearts. Okay, morning star is the planet Venus. The, the, because of the way Venus is in relation to us in the solar system, this is I know this is getting kind of astrophysics for us, but but because of that, Venus is actually the evening star and the morning star. It's the first thing that we see rise in the east before the sun comes up. And so it, it's it's kind of harbinger of the of the so day. it's considered the morning star. It's the light bringer, right? It comes first, and then the sun comes after that. Now, when the King James translation was translated, there are these three times in the Latin Vulgate where this idea of Lucifer occurs, and in that particular context, in in Isaiah chapter fourteen, they chose instead of translating it, they chose instead to make it a proper name. Interesting. And that's where the word Lucifer enters into English. That's a great little story. Now, 
<laughs> you go, but but here's the thing. I mean, you know, again, we have to go back and think about what where's this concept, where's this idea come from, right? Mm-hmm. So the the question is, is that even talking about Lucid. the dev the devil? Let, let's let's use the term right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But now we use the term, if I use the term Lucifer or Satan capitalized or the devil capitalized, we would use those more or less interchangeably. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's the only place that occurs. And it's it's because of a, of a, of a choice in English to make it a proper name. Uh, of a Latin translation of, the, of a Hebrew so word from Hebrew. Uh, of a Hebrew word that occurs only one time in the entire Hebrew Bible, but then got applied through the uh, okay through the translation into English so, three times. So here's the problem: Are we, have we not highlighted the problem? It's not really because because here's the problem that that proper name then kind of takes on a life of its own, hmm. and in popular literature. Dante's Inferno, and then ultimately in English speaking, Milton's Paradise Lost, which has a lot of, you know, simpatico with uh, with Dante's Inferno. Lucifer becomes a character, and in fact, you know, I've mentioned this before in in Paradise Lost, it, it, Lucifer really is kind of the hero. He's a, he's a tragic hero, right? Mm-hmm. I would rather I would rather rule in in hell than serve in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so he becomes this kind of tragic figure. And that's where a lot of our conception, I've said this before, and people don't believe me, but our, our popular conception of the devil is a lot based on on Milton's Paradise Lost. Hmm. Now, here's what we try to do, or here's what we we, we, we were raised in a in in, a, in churches that wanted to really say, let's look at the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about uh, titles. I'm going to use the word titles instead of proper names. To, mm, talk, to talk right. about this, right? So <clears throat> if we're talking about this character, this evil one, however you want to refer to to this, to him, or however you want to think about that, uh, the words that we commonly use are not proper names at all. Lucifer, it's just a word for morning star, right? Venus, the planet Venus is what, what that okay. meant. The light bearer, right? And so um, in the Old Testament... I'm trying to think how to ask this. So, so the word that is commonly used for, I should, I should, the word that is used is, is, is Satan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan is the, is the, that's where we get the word, the English word Satan is comes from the, the Hebrew Satan. And uh, I'll just ask you this, this question. We have 39 books in the old Testament. How many of those books do you think have the, the word Satan in them? As a, as a proper noun? Oh, that's, that's the word Satan. Uh, how many books? Uh, of the 39 we have of the Old Testament, how many thing, How many books do you think mention Satan, Satan? Mm, two. Wow. You, you took a really low estimate there. <laughs> it's actually three. Okay. So where do you think the first one that's mentioned? Genesis. Never mentioned in Genesis. Uh, so what are the two books you think is okay. mentioned? Job. Job, for sure. Okay, Job, for sure. And in fact, two chapters of Job. Job chapters one and two. The majority of the uses of the Satan in in the Old Testament is in the book of Job, those two okay, chapters. so Job. And then I'm going to go... Hmm, I'm going to go with a prophecy. Mm-hmm. What? A mm-hmm. prophecy book. Yeah. I'm going to say either... 
Ezekiel or Daniel? Those are great guesses. Both of them are wrong. Oh, don't tell me Z- they're great guesses if they're wrong. Zechariah is uh, the prophetic book. We'll look at that in a minute. And the other place is first one time in First Chronicles. Okay, let me see. I got the reference here someplace. First Chronicles chapter twenty-one, verse one. You read that, and I'll, I'll go to the Zechariah passage. Uh-huh. First Chronicles chapter twenty-one, verse one, and it's kind of a that's kind of a weird use. And, uh, it's an I- interesting story. You know, a lot of people have lots of questions about the story. Like, well, I do too. But <laughs> twenty-one one, my Bible is like, hey, you know those pages you want? I'm just gonna stick together. Oh my gosh! Okay, here's here's you, you read yours. Here's Zechariah. This is Zechariah chapter three. The word is used twice here. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him, which is an interesting word. We'll come back to that. Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? So twice there we find Satan and Zechariah. We find him several times in Job chapter 1 and 2. And then finally, uh, this is First Chronicles 21. 1. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> wily Satan. Okay. Now, here's the interesting thing Apples about this. In, in every one of these uses, and again, it's never he's never mentioned in Genesis. And we'll come back to that because there's something else we have to look at in the book of Revelation. We're not, so I'm not done yet. Don't I'm, don't start yelling at at the at your your uh, listening device yet. But every time that we find this word Satan used in the Old Testament, it's used with the proper with, with the um, capital S. No, 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 with the uh, with the article, the uh, Satan. Mm, okay. Okay. Now we we saw it there in NIV. They made it into a proper name, and we use capital S proper name, but it, it's the Satan, which which literally means the opposer or the adversary. That's what Satan means, the adversary, mm-hmm. the opponent. And and so there's there's lots of questions here, and and I'm just going to mention this one, not because I think it's true, but there are some. So you think about this, Job. Right mm-hmm. in in that passage in in First Chronicles twenty one, mm-hmm. and then in 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 Zechariah, there are people who seem to understand that the role that this title and again that's you know that's this person or the character you know, the Satan mm-hmm. the 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 adversary that the role that that adversary has is is almost on God's behalf. To become a questioner. Now, again, I don't agree mm. with that, mm. okay. and I'll, and I'll tell, show you why in just a little bit. But it's not the, the word's not used very often in the Old Testament. Now, the New Testament's used more often. Uh, we have examples. Uh, well, I have some that I pull up here. So, so uh, Mark chapter three is one example um, where where Satan is used. Um, Again, it's it's a Hebrew word that then we find uh, being taken into into the New Testament. Uh, so do you have that passage? I did three twenty three. Yeah, yep. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? So this is where Jesus is being accused of of uh, doing these things by. The by, power. Yeah, by the power of Satan, and how can how can Satan drive out Satan? Is his idea. Um, 
this is the parable of the seed. You might remember in verse 15, he says, some people are like seed. This is chapter four, verse 15 in Mark. Some people like seed along the path when the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word as it's sown in them. Um, uh, Luke 13 is another example. Do you have that one? I, I can. Okay. Uh, 13, 16, here we go. It is, uh, then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 years, uh, 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her. So Satan in the new Testament, when Jesus, Jesus using it, uh, we find, uh, you know, warnings about Satan and other places. It's it see, he seems to have the more of this kind of character of of the one who's opposed to the work of God, right? Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> I'm going to mention this intertestamental book. Uh oh, and, 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 yeah, I know. I get in uh -oh. trouble. This is this is not a div divinely inspired book, but it's called the Book of Jubilees. And there's a lot of people who make a lot of big deals about this. So we've talked about this before in the Book of Genesis. There's all kinds of questions that we're left with. <laughs> In fact, in fact, a couple of episodes ago, this is what we were talking about, right? Yeah. That that Genesis was not designed to ask the kind of question. It was not answering the kind of questions that we have. Mm -hmm. So we have questions like, well, where did where did uh, Cain and Abel get their wives, or you know, where did where did Cain get his wife, you know, and and, and things like, well, who are yeah, everybody? When everybody Nephilim, the Nephilim. Exactly. I was going to say the first first question I get. <laughs> Oh, you're a Bible college professor. What, who are the Nephilim? You know, who are those giants? And what's going on in Genesis six? I'm like, I don't know. But, but there's all kinds of questions we have. In fact, the other day somebody was talking, and I said, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us how long Adam and Eve were in the garden before they they took of the fruit before serp the serpent tempted them. Uh, and th by the way, notice the word Satan. It's a serpent is not used in in Genesis three. He's called the serpent. Now again, we're not done yet, but but um, that okay. temptation. How long did it take? Well, Jubilees tells us <laughs> seven years is what Jubilees tells us. You know, hmm. so it's Jubilees is kind of a commentary. It's fifty chapters long. It's kind of a commentary written on the book of Genesis. It follows more or less the the outline of the book of Genesis and the beginning of the book of Exodus and kind of answers all those curious questions that we have. Now, in mm -hmm. the book of Jubilees, we have this character that is appears in these same places. And I, I just gave you this one example from the book of Jubilees. This is chapter 17. And this character that seems to have the same role as Satan in the, in the Old Testament does to Abraham something similar that we see in Job chapter 1 happening. So so let me read this. This is Jubilee 17, uh, 16 through 18. And the and the prince Mustama came and said before God, that's the character. So here's this prince coming and saying to God, behold, Abraham loves Isaac, his son, and he delights in him above all, all things else. Bid him offer him as a burnt offering on the altar. So you see very similar to Mm -hmm. Satan coming to God and saying about Job, well, look, you know, consider your servant Job, you know, right. uh, he, he's a righteous man, but he's done all these things. And so basically he says, tempt him by having him offer him as a burnt sacrifice. Will he give up? Will he really give up Abraham? So the book of Jubilees and some other intertestamental literature kind of has, and, and by the way, book of Jubilees, there are tons of copies of this that are in, uh, well, I say tons, I think a dozen copies of this in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It was a very important book to that community. Mm -hmm. So there, there are certain 
Jewish people in the intertestamental period, so that time before the coming of Jesus, for whom this became very important. And so when Jesus in the New Testament uses this term Satan, it seems to be more in keeping with the development that took place there that makes him into this adversarial kind of kind of character. Okay. So questions or comments on that? Or um, well, uh, no. Not yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, okay. but we're getting there. Okay. Well, let's talk about another title then uh, that is – a New Testament title. It's not used in the Old Testament at all. Okay. Uh, the devil. Okay. Uh, the word is diabolos. Um, and, and so you can see where we kind of get our word devil from that, the mm-hmm. Greek word diabolos. The interesting thing about the word diabolos, so so in the Old Testament, that Zechariah passage where it says Satan, that accuser, mm-hmm. the word diabolos means the accuser. That, that's that's what that word means. Okay. Uh, balo, uh, the balos part is to throw, and and the dia is to throw against. So it's kind of like accusing someone. You're throwing or accusations against, against them, them, right? That's that's kind of the idea uh, that it has. And so devil is used. So for example, beginning of the gospels, almost all of them talk about. Well, th- three of them anyway talk about um, the synoptics talk about Jesus being tempted by the devil. Okay, again, notice a title, not a proper name. Mm-hmm. His name's not devil, it's the devil, the, the accuser. The accuser. Mm-hmm. Um, another example, Matthew 25, um, that I've, I've talked about here is is talking about um, the end of the world, basically, is what, what Jesus is talking about here in this, in this context. And in verse 41, he says this, he says... Um, then he will say to those who left, apart from me, you are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil, the accuser, and his angels. Okay. So this this character, again, these titles, uh, the devil, and, and in the in the rest of the New Testament, I should say, uh, we have these things like James saying, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Or uh, 1 John 3 talking about the, the devil who was a liar from the beginning and the children of the devil. And Jesus refers John chapter uh, eight to the, to the children of the devil. You know, so we have we have this diabolos, the accuser, mm-hmm. being used frequently in the New Testament. Then, so 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 far we have this <laughs> idea of Lucifer, and and what we've kind of done, we kind of put these together, right? Yeah, we've we've we, yeah we've taken something that was we, we've created a very specific person out of character it. and 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 again i want to say that's a cultural construct as much as it is a biblical one okay now i do want to look at revelation 12 which we've talked about before this okay. is the passage about the the the, the uh, dragon hmm. revelation chapter 12 and there is there's a really interesting passage and this is uh, a passage that that helps me interpretably but but the problem is this is the book of revelation <laughs> Right. We're getting toward the end of the story now, right? Yep. It, it's going to kind of bring some things together for us. But what do you have the passage? Yeah, there? Okay. go ahead and read that 12, for 12, 7 us. through 9, right? Yeah. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought. Okay, I'll stop there for just a minute. Michael, who again, he's mentioned in the intertestamental literature as right. well. Yeah, he's a big so, angel. So here's this Michael and, and go ahead. And his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Okay. So what is the context of this passage? 
What 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 do we have just before this? Uh, it, it, this is like the the whole story of of Jesus, right? It's the 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 dragon and a woman coming, mm-hmm. um, and gives birth to a son, a male child who will rule the nations with the iron yep. scepter. And then the dragon tried uh, her child was right. snatched up to God and protected from the, the, dra- the dragon. And then the woman fled into the wilderness. But now it's interesting here. John, again inspired by the Holy Spirit, refers to the dragon, that ancient serpent which probably is a reference, I think, back to the, the garden, garden. Mm-hmm. who is called the devil, or Diabolos, or Hasatanas, right? The, the accuser, it, it, the accuser, or the adversary. So in this, or in the, now our, my interview has a capital S, Satan, is it, or is it the Satan? It's the Satan. Or it, the Satan, who leads the, the whole The devil, world. the Satan, yeah. Hasatanas. So, so here's this, so there, there's where it brings it together. Mm-hmm. Right in yeah, a way, yeah. it's talking it about that ties all these labels together into one. one. Yeah, but then it says there's a war in heaven, and he's cast down. So here goes my question initially that started this whole thing: When, when did Satan fall? After Jesus' resurrection. I'm not saying that. You said it. <laughs> here's the, here's the here's the interesting thing about this is I really don't know the answer. I can tell you the possibilities. I'll, t- I'll tell you the possibilities here in a minute. I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Very seldom do we do a podcast thing on something that I don't know the answer to. Right? Well, guys, this is it for the Bible Bistro. <laughs> Been a last episode. We'll have something we won't know we'll be able to talk about next week. <laughs> so, so here are the possibilities. One is there are some people who would believe before um, creation, and I don't even know how to think about that, but before creation satan fell and that that's probably culturally would you say that that's what you would have believed come kind of coming in here or yeah i mean i i felt like uh well it, i don't yeah i mean i i'll be i'll be honest though like when does yeah i mean when does he fall and i guess it, it depends on what it mean by the fall well, when what, does he what, rebel what, against god or you know, right well we i mean i think that. i think we have to say if he's rebelling against god though i mean he's isn't he rebelling against god in the temptation but you're saying okay, the old so testament saying, but in the old testament you're saying it was like a tool of, i'm not saying that i'm saying there's some people who think that i, I don't necessarily i don't i don't i don't think it's true i don't think that's true but there i, 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 I want to offer that I, I i guess for me how i've always thought about it is it had to happen prior to the garden so, so because he, we already see this adversarial spirit that is taking place he's trying in, in genesis 3 in genesis 3 so and i would say that's probably the most common understanding here's the problem with that it, it, and <laughs> And I don't have I don't have any problem with that overall, but I want to make sure we understand that the devil is a created being. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where I think we get into trouble. Is this, you know, again weird ideas? Some of them are coming from non canonical books mm-hmm. uh, about you know somehow Jesus and Satan being equal. You'll hear people oh, brothers, they're brothers, right? And and this kind of stuff. No, that's nonsense. No. He is a cre- he is a created being. Mm-hmm. So again, when it, did it happen before creation? Well, not before the creation of the because he, he's a created being. It had to be in the creation and, and when again, all the angels were created. I, I don't think I don't think there's enough information for us to. This is this is why I say I don't know. I don't think there's enough information for us to say exactly. Now, what you said, and if you made me guess, I would say it's what you said, which is that in the act of tempting Adam and Eve, this was. 
the serpent who, according to the book of Revelation, again, mm-hmm. the end of the story is equated with the accuser, mm-hmm. uh, the adversary, um, that in this act of uh, of um, encouraging Adam and Eve to do that, which is encouraging rebellion against the creator, that in that act, this is an act of rebellion on his part as well, and maybe, quote unquote, the fall, however we understand that. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's one possibility. <laughs> Another is, you know, there's some people who would say, again, if you take Revelation seriously, it's it's is it well let's let's go back to Luke first is it in the preaching of the gospel is this when we find satan um you know being cast down in, in the in the act of the preaching of the gospel that's what jesus i saw satan falling like heaven now, he uses past tense but you know and then we have in in revelation it seems like after mm-hmm. jesus so again i don't know if i had to guess i would say it has to do with the temptation so i don't know that we have enough information biblically to say for certain let me kind of summarize because i know I've, I've kind of gotten into some deep water here <laughs> it's all good <laughs> but here's here's what i think is important Oh, and there's one other passage in Revelation I meant to read earlier, and and I've, so, so go back. you I've, got it. I've okay. got it here. Well, let me let me say this first. The big thing I want us to 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 get across is, again, how did I start with this? There are many things that we have accepted, just as the way things are, because we've accepted them culturally, and they aren't necessarily biblical, right? So that's what I'm saying. Let's look at what the Bible says about these things. Now we can think, and I said history of, interp- history of interpretation, in fact, I guess technically history of translation when it comes to this idea of the Latin. Mm-hmm. What I do know is the Bible doesn't seem to have any concept of of the devil's name being Lucifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or horns or a tail with none a, of that i don't think i I, I, don't, I don't think that's what luke i don't think that's what isaiah 14 is referring to at all unless you know some people say that's what jesus is referring back to but i, I don't know it's it's a it's a complex picture and and i don't know that we have enough information to uh, i know for a fact we don't have enough information to build this kind of character that we have this kind of caricature i would mm-hmm. almost say uh, which again, I think, has as much to do with John Milton and, and medieval artwork. Oh yeah, as it you know, I, I haven't even talked about painting stuff. There's plenty of paintings <laughs> about it. Yeah, cloven hooves and yeah, yeah, you know, all this kind of stuff. Unclean. Well, that's what the end. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's all I was going to say. So yeah, I read this other Revelation passage which talks about the, the dragon. Yeah, this is thirteen twelve, uh, chapter twelve, thirteen through seventeen. Mm-hmm. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half time, out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. So we have this dragon hurled down and then this ongoing work against it. And again, Revelation we've talked about before. Imagery. this is the imagery of of the the you know the work of the evil one, mm-hmm. which which I think is a real thing. I'm not trying to to deny that. 
uh, you know, Jesus warns us about, and we haven't even talked about the title, the evil one, probably should talk about that as well. But Jesus will use this phrase, the evil one to refer to, to this one who's an adversary and accuser. Uh, so, so all I'm saying is this is, is I think that a lot of our idea, uh, about this character as an amalgam, it's the same thing that we've talked about with the antichrist, mm, yeah. you know, this, this, again, this figure never mentioned, you know, when I, when I say to somebody, Oh, where do you find antichrist mentioned? And they'll say, Oh, revelation. Nope. Never in there. And, and, and they've taken several different passages, kind of put them together mm-hmm. and they come out with this figure, man of sin the Antichrist, all these other passages, and, and come up with something that's not necessarily supported biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, again, I don't want to deny that the force of evil, you know, Paul makes us clear, forces is, of evil are, is real and at work in, you know, in, in, in accusing and being an adversary to God's people. What we see there in Revelation, I think, is a very real uh, idea. Um, but I just don't know that we can build these kind of things in, unless we're going to use things like the book of Jubilees and first Enoch. Um, you know, I don't think we can build these kind of elaborate, um, ideas about exactly how things happen. So, hmm. so what do we do with this, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> we've just had to hell with the devil episode. Yeah. And we've talked about, we've got these weird caricatures and lucifer's not in there right like what do we do with i mean yeah is is there something for us to do with it i think here's my main and i'll go back i've kind of said this but i'll just i'll just be very clear i said this at the very beginning of the episode we need to question where our ideas of these things come from again a lot of people if i think the people in my sunday school class reacted you know, say, oh, we know what the answer to that and and have have a great deal of confidence. But it's as much to do with what has been handed down. And, and again, from from Milton, Milton's right. not an inspired author of scripture. What about Dante? <laughs> mm, well, no. Um, <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying. We've had these this idea of this artwork and all this culturally. Um, I've, I've mentioned before when I would teach Book of Revelation, I would always have people do an assignment where they would take um, some kind of cultural artifact, a movie or a song or, or something like that, uh, that relates to the book of revelations, either, either very explicitly or either explicitly or very implicitly and, and then critique it based on what they learned in the class. And, and again, many of our ideas I think come from more cultural osmosis than they do from a, a deep study of scripture. So here's what I think we do. This is what I'm constantly saying. We really need to be students of the word. We mm-hmm. really need to be You're getting right. into scripture. I, I mean, I think many people would be surprised if you said to them, you know, well, Satan is mentioned in three books of the Old Testament, once in First Chronicles 21 in that weird, right. weird account, which I, I need to get somebody on to explain that to me because I don't really know what it means. Uh, Zechariah 3 in two verses and then Job chapters one and two, if you tell most people that in the Old Testament, that's the only times we find Satan mentioned, I think they'd be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. You know, now you, you, you know, you, you came much closer than I think most people would have, but you know, most people say, oh, Genesis, you know, and, and, and when you tell them, well, Satan is never mentioned, you know, the title is never used. And again, we start thinking about what does the word even mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it becomes very confusing. Um you know, and, and I think, you know, just, just again, being, being a student, 
asking the questions, kind of getting below the surface of just, you know, th- mm-hmm. this is why it's important. It's, it's, it's not just something that we can, even just a sur- quote unquote surface reading, like you said, the NIV capitalizes these, yeah. these you know, it's a proper name. Well, is it or is it not? You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the questions I think we have to ask. So that's what I would say is the take blue letter Bible for that. There you go. That helps. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, Logos or yeah. some other. I mean, and yeah. that's the thing is, you know, you, you talk about so what, so what and being a student of the word. I think that's one of the things, at least from this podcast, I've appreciated, you know, like that we've sat down and looked at some of these things, yeah. even as we've done in recent episodes, like the plural you, you know, like yeah. some of the, some of the issues there or some of the things that we have brought and things I, I have brought to it yeah. i will always remember our episode from john about john 14 my, my father's <laughs> and, house and, and i was i was i was thinking about that one. i'm glad you brought that up john 14 my father in my father's house again we assume that this is what it means without looking at the at, at the good okay. evidence for it. yeah and and i think it's so hard i mean Again, this is a book we've been reading talking about sure. the, the the social imaginary, which is basically the thoughts that we just have in our yep. heads and the water we swim in. It's so hard to step out of that, yep. but it's it's a work. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it, I think that's the thing that I, I've taken away from all of this is it's like it's work, mm-hmm. and we've got to do the work. Otherwise, we will be only shaped by what right. culture has told us to think yep. about this, and, and, so. and that's an ever changing target, right? <sighs> and, and and you can even see examples of that. Maybe that's the other thing. And again, the epistemology thing I think is an important key to it. But you know, in your and my lifetime, you're much 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 younger than I am. But uh, <laughs> you know, the changing the changing mores mm-hmm. again. Uh, you know, either. Uh, right and wrong, truth and error comes from above, revealed by God, mm-hmm. uh, or or it is an ever shifting decision based mm-hmm. on you know our our you know from below uh, our, uh, our, yeah. our decisions of culture. And there's and there's no middle ground on that. Nope. It's either above or it's below. <laughs> from below. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Brian, thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. So this is this was your wonderful Thanksgiving podcast <laughs> listen. As you're driving to family, you can thank thank the Lord that you've learned more about the devil or the Satan, the accuser. So don't call anyone at the at the dinner table that. <laughs> Because now you know it's just the title. So right. anyway, no. So n- next week we will be going. We'll be starting Advent, Advent series. Yeah, yeah. So that so time if, of year. Yeah. So if you're preaching through that, you know, you just got to wait for our podcast, then you, you have stuff to <laughs> preach through for the Advent series. Anyway, no, we'll be doing a series on Advent yeah. leading up to uh, the, the birth. end of season two. End of season two. Yeah, it leave the birth of Jesus, and then <laughs> the end of season two. <laughs> yes, the birth of our Lord, and then then the end of season. two two and then we will start what's next after that brian yeah i don't know maybe season three yes yes absolutely unless unless we're canceled by the network (laughs) unless we're canceled by the network but season seven is the complete one right yeah because it's the fullness of everything yeah all right well brian thanks so much yeah and uh we'll jump happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving to you and we'll jump into advent next week all right yeah see you